Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success, presents the Wellness Warrior Hour with the Wellness Ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard. The Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute is the place where holistic medicine, science, psychology, and spirituality converge. I am so delighted. I am extremely delighted today to welcome Dr. Shannon Denard, better known as the Wellness Ambassador. And even as we invite and we dialogue and we have this awesome interview with Dr. Denard, I want to say to you that I am Dr. Ian Levine. And Dr. Denard, it's so happy for us again to be engaging on this platform. You are the renowned wellness ambassador, and there is so much to, to you academically, professionally, but today we want to focus, we want to bring a bit more focus on what we call diabetes. And I know that you have a wealth of expertise in terms of education and in terms of awareness when it comes to the whole area of diabetes. So tell us a bit about yourself and then we go straight into our little session today on diabetes awareness. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dr. Shannon Dinar, the Wellness Ambassador. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Levine for uh, having me on this platform. It is definitely a joy to be here on today. I am, as you stated, the wellness ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard, and uh, we have a clinic. Uh, we have a wellness center what, that we call the Wellness Embassy, and we also have Wellness 360 Institute, and this is the place where holistic medicine, psychology, science, and spirituality converge. Our Wellness 360 Institute is a place where people can go online and really just uh, peruse a whole catalog of courses uh, that range from uh, spirituality to personal growth and development. It's, it's really a place where you can go and just really focus on growth and, and maturity and empowerment. So again, thank you so very much. I'm delighted to be here to have this conversation with you. Particularly but yet in a simple fashion. I want you to dispel, dispel any misconceptions about diabetes. Is diabetes only related to persons quote unquote of color? Is diabetes only related to persons who, because I'm from the Caribbean and we, we grew up here with, if you drink too much soda, you're going to become a diabetic. But based on your knowledge and your experience, tell us where 
where tell us how why will someone be infected with diabetes absolutely absolutely and and to answer the first question uh it is known statistically that people of color are the predominant cultural ethnicity that is affected by uh, diabetes. However, uh, we are not the only ones, the only ethnic group that is affected by it. It's it's just like um, our culture, uh, the foods that we eat, and the things that we have uh, grown up with as comfort foods. These are the things that are predominantly uh, rooted in uh, comfort foods, which includes a lot of starches and uh, and sugars. However, we're not the only culture. Uh, you you have uh, Hispanics and you have uh, Asians that also suffer from diabetes. But the thing that is mostly important to 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 note is is that. It doesn't matter if it is diabetes or any other disease. All yeah. disease is rooted in an inhibit, inhibition to find uh, expression, soul expression. And so um, I believe that one of the main reasons why we find it so predominant in our culture is and of course, when you look historically, and even today, just looking at the news, you, you find where culturally we are uh, suppressed and oppressed. And so uh, this has a lot to do with how not only we see ourselves individually, but as we see ourselves as a culture. And so, again, uh, this disease is not just a disease of individuality, but it is a disease that affects the collective consciousness. And this is why uh, you, you find that uh, this, it's a lot of information or it's a lot of awareness, but it's focused, generally speaking, on us as an ethnic group. And so, Again, this this is an aspect of it, uh, a perspective of it that most don't realize. You know, we we focus a lot of attention on uh, one specific population and not really realizing why that specific population is uh, having such uh, an adverse reaction. And so, again, it's not just about uh, eating too much cake or drinking too much uh, sugary drinks, or soda, pop, or whatever. But it, it goes deeper. Uh, and, and again, the collective consciousness yeah. of uh, an ethnic group plays a part in uh, what affects us. And so in our uh, center, we take this under consideration as far as uh, counseling 
to uh, bring about wholeness to the complete person. And, and so in order to facilitate success in, in life-changing uh, goals, we've got to look at this as an aspect of it. And, and of course, it, again, as I stated, it's not only about eating too much cake or drinking too much soda. It's about our place in the world also, how we see ourselves and how we are seen by the other uh, ethnic groups. And so there's a spiritual dynamic there, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a spiritual dynamic. Yeah, and even as you said, there's a spiritual dynamic to this. There was another question which I was going to post to it to post to you. So you said there's a spiritual dynamic. So obviously there's also a psychological aspect or component. Tell us more about the whole psychological aspect of diabetes. Because as you said, you know, you can say to someone, you know, come off the sugars and come off the, what do you say before the carbs? But they did that. And, but yet something is still going on in his or her mind. Yes, yes. One of the things that we have found, um, we facilitate a diabetes prevention program, and it's a series of courses, uh, classes, weekly classes that we facilitate, and it is um, prescribed and recommended, and we've also been accommodated by the Centers for Disease Control for this course that we teach. And one of the things that we have found is that it's not only an issue of uh, willpower, whereas the, the, the participant says, oh, well, I just get these cravings and, and I want uh, sugar or I want bread or pastas or uh, things of that nature. So it, it's not only an issue of craving carbohydrates and, 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 and sugary drinks or sweets, but the psychological aspect is, is one that is, is very deep. And, and we have to incorporate that aspect in our protocol for healing, such as just the thought of dealing with some unresolved issue, maybe yes. that's that uh, a trauma that someone uh, experienced as a child. And mm-hmm. it, it could possibly have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with food. Yes. It could be within the aspect of just simply being denied some sort of joy or some sort of of pleasure because the 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 irony of this whole thing is you you know we we call it sugar we you know you got to check your sugar you got to check your blood sugar and and what do we reference sugar as sugar as uh, being something sweet or joy. And so viewing the psychological aspect of this, I propose and suggest that 
sometimes when we began to really look in depth of uh, the journey uh, and in healing, there could have possibly have been something, some trauma that a person experienced simply by, you know, being denied a joy. And so this is what the person may at a deeper level be actually looking for. The, The problem is, is that it's unrecognized. And the reason why it's unrecognized is, is simply because of the, the way the body actually functions. Yes. Uh, when we began to start looking at uh, organs and glands, the, the, the work of the pancreas to digest uh, and produce enzymes and also the hormone uh, insulin in order to send the messages through the bloodstream. The, the, this is all done uh, in the unconscious programming of the body. And unconscious meaning uh, we're, we're talking about the, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic avenues of the, the nervous system. And so these, these functions are such things as like, you know, your, your heart beating or your yes. breathing. You, you don't have to literally think about making sure to tell your heart to beat. You know, <laughs> yes. you could be watching a movie or you could be driving or you could be distracted. And if you had to think about telling your heart to beat, you, you, you may be distracted and forget to tell your heart to beat. So, so these things are within the domain of the unconscious mind. So that way you don't have to think about it. Now, now the, the, the thing to that is this, is that when when you are talking about the flow and the functions of the systems, the the systems send messages to you. And if there is a depletion or if there is an imbalance, the system has to be able to communicate to you what it is actually needing. And there may not be a um, a viable uh, or optimal reference that the system can use in mm-hmm. order to communicate the need for a specific thing. And, and what I mean by that is this, if uh, spiritually, or if there is something within the life of the person, some trauma that has occurred wherein now the the person has been left with some sort of imbalance there's not a reference point for the unconscious mind to send uh that information into the pancreas and then the pancreas make a reference point to request something uh spiritually that will uh correlate in the conscious mind and 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 the thing about that is the only uh representative that the 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 organ can use is oh a piece of cake well the piece of cake 
correlates as joy because in that moment when you consume that joy that 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 imbalance is satiated and so what ends up happening is there is a uh, a biochemical response where it releases uh, chemicals inside of the bloodstream that translate to joy and yes. so uh you know uh ancient texts speak about the blood you know it, it, there's life life in, in the blood in, in the blood and yes. and the blood is the life of the body yes. and so uh if at a deep level what is needed is joy well then at that moment when you eat that piece of cake or drink that that soda as a result of a craving mm-hmm. you that the chemical that is released from the 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 gland the pancreas it goes into it but the the problem is that's not really what is actually needed it's not getting to the root of what the problem is. And so we we look at all of these different issues as a protocol for uh, wholeness. We're, yes. we're not just saying, stop eating cake, stop eating cake. We're, we're saying, okay, let's look at some of the, the traumas that maybe you or uh, it could be generational traumas yes. that you have uh, in, in, you know, experience. And so let's begin to look at these things and begin to reverse engineer this. It's mm-hmm. not a problem of willpower necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is important to, to, to think about because ultimately all we really want at, at the core level is, is the joy of being connected to our creator and yes. any, any place where we've taken uh, some sort of hit, you know, uh, whether it's in childhood or, uh, you know, on our jobs as adults or in our families, what, if those things are unresolved, that stagnant energy is still there. And so uh, we, we, incorporate this in our protocols to help people heal and we essentially help them and walk through holding their hand walk through you know uh really just kind of dissolving these blockages these emotional blockages that show up in the body and so that's that's our our perspective at how we uh look at uh, diabetes, you know, and so again, we we just take uh, the whole man. We take yes. the whole man under consideration in our in our protocols. Yeah, that uh, Doctor Dinar, that's so powerful. I've heard about diabetes for all my life, but I've never, <laughs> to be honest, I've never heard it like this. And it's so amazing that you said it's actually a holistic approach to. Yes to to this and i i want to venture out here please if you don't if you don't mind that we aren't we aren't negating the the advice of your medical doctors we're not canceling out any advice from your medical doctors or your medical practitioners 
we are we are given a disclaimer although yes, <laughs> although we yes. probably should have done that from the beginning but a disclaimer we are given it anyway that whatever your medical practitioner says to you just do it if you are on uh, a treatment or a protocol for your your diabetic condition we encourage you to follow on with that and we encourage you to stay with your medical practitioners or your medical doctors dr dinar that has been absolutely so critical and important what you say a question for you of 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 I've also heard about juvenile diabetes. Can you tell us a bit more about that? And I know earlier you, you, you mentioned the psychological aspect, you mentioned the joy, but tell us more about juvenile diabetes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, again, um, and, and, and I thank you for uh, that disclaimer. We, we definitely don't want uh, for anyone to uh, stop taking any of their meds. We, we teach this course as a complement to whatever uh, their medical uh, doctor or their endocrinologist has uh, set them on. This yeah. is to uh, augment their lifestyle, to, to help them uh, step into uh, strategies to improve uh, and make small changes that will will help increase their energy levels and and you know just set them in the position to reach their their lifestyle change goals. Yeah. And as far as juvenile diabetes, this is something that is becoming a, uh, a pro very profound issue. We are seeing more and more and more youths that are uh, suffering from diabetes. And, and again, we, we go back to the, the generational uh, issues that, that has to be um, looked at because when, when you just look at the physical aspect, there's no real concrete explanation as to why a young person mm -hmm. who has, who doesn't have 20 years of, uh, you know, indul overindulging in, in carbohydrates and, and uh, sodas. And so again, you have to look at what the root is. Is there an issue of it being something generational. And so how can we set protocols that uh, not only enable or empower a youth to make better nutritional choices, yes. but how can we support them uh, psychologically and, and socially to, mm -hmm. to help them make uh, changes and to better, you know, better choices in it because it, it's definitely, um, it's, it's on the verge of being another pandemic, <laughs> put it like that. <laughs> yes. yes, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Another question for you. And once again, I've heard, you know, a person who has diabetes, the person is of a certain size physically. Okay. 
tell us a bit more about that. You know, some person may say, well, Ian Levine, Dr. Ian, you are a slim guy, so you will never, ever become a diabetic. You can eat what you want, drink what you want, but because of your, your physique, you will never, ever, ever become a diabetic. Tell us a bit more about that. If your, your physiological, your physical size has anything at all to do with that medical condition. Yes, absolutely. It does. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate, but that is the reality. And, and it's, it's kind of a, a catch 22 situation. If, if you are overweight or if you live a somewhat sedentary lifestyle, then you are not able to, to, you know, be as active and to move uh, and flush out the cells and utilize the energy that is stored in the cells. And, and then by the same token, if, if you don't, then now you're, you know, um, opening up yourself to this condition of diabetes and, and further preventing yourself from being able to be active. Yes. So it's, it, again, it's that catch 22 situation. But one of the things that I, I share with my clients is, look, you have to start right where you are. One thing that we ask, uh, as far as the participants in the, the class, we ask that you get at least 150 minutes weekly of some sort of exercising. That is uh, a brisk walk, and you can do that on the beach, you can do that at a park, um, and, and just begin to get moving. Yes. One thing that a lot of people don't understand, it diabetes is not just an issue concerning uh, the functioning of the the pancreas and either the cells not being able to receive the insulin or the pancreas not making enough insulin or too much insulin. It's not just an issue for that specific uh, um, system, but it's also uh, to be taken under consideration the liver. One thing that uh, a lot of people don't realize is that you could have fatty liver disease and, and most people attribute fatty liver disease to alcoholism, mm. but, but uh, fatty, uh, fatty liver disease is not just something that uh, alcoholics have, but fatty liver disease is something that people who consume and don't exercise, they can, they have fatty liver disease and, and, and never have any, it's possible for them to never have any uh, real indication that there is something going on with their liver. And so this is one of the reasons why it's important for uh, to, to get moving, to exercise. And again, a minimum, a minimum of 150 minutes weekly, weekly, weekly. 
because once once you begin to start exercising, then the liver can have the support that it needs to begin to utilize the this stored fat as energy. In other words, it can it can basically detox, get rid of these old uh, stored uh, uh, energy cells. And, and not just constantly piling on. And, and again, it affects the metabolism. It affects the metabolism. And, and so it's, you have to understand that these systems work together. Yes. They, they work together. And, and if we can eat properly, get, you know, a minimal amount of exercise uh, and, and, it's not just about going out and jogging or, or, or riding a bike, but do something that gives you joy. You yes, can work yeah. in your garden, work in your garden and, and, and uh, be productive, you know, grow uh, bell peppers or, or, or <laughs> you know, uh, any type of food that you can, you can see where your energy is going and, and you can, and partake of it. And it gives you a sense of, of joy, you know? And so that's also a form of exercising, but even, uh, the liver, the liver plays a a big, big part in helping to, uh, to, to filter out and to, to get rid of and detox the, the debris that is is not needed and so again when when the liver when these systems are overtaxed yes. a lot of stuff can uh, start going wrong and so we need to make sure that <laughs> we understand that uh yes obesity does play a part of it and again think about the liver think about the functioning of the liver and and so how how uh the the interaction between the systems uh, play a part in the effectiveness of how our body operates. Absolutely. And not, we are not going off of the topic or the subject of diabetes, but you just spoke about the, the liver, the function of the liver. You also spoke about toxins in our bodies. And sometimes when we think about toxins, you know, we just think about one thing, the, pesticides on our foods and when we you know use our foods we are ingesting pesticides and all the toxins but we know that we are receiving toxins by what we breathe we know we're also receiving toxins by by all the different chemicals that we use in our in our household i wouldn't call any chemicals lest we get ourselves in problems but there are so many chemicals including the the colognes and the perfumes that we wear they're very nice scented but lots of stuff you know can create a, a level of tox- toxins in our body i want you just briefly as i said we are not we are not branching off of our core theme today on diabetes but since you spoke on the liver it's absolutely important that the audience the viewers that they are more aware of what these toxins are about and how do we actually get toxins into our bodies yes now you know we are fearfully and wonderfully made the body is made to uh move 
the body is made to repair itself. A self-healing mechanism. It, we are. And I often say, you know, once we have the, the, the proper rest, diet, nutrition, mindset, once we have everything in its correct balance and harmony, you know, we are actually designed to, to heal within reason. Yes, yes. Tell uh, us and- more. Absolutely. Yes, we we are. We are a self-healing mechanism that is, that is very profound. And and the thing about it is though you you can't heal until the thorn is removed. You have to remove the thorn in order to 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 heal. And, and what I mean by that is okay, so if if you are not uh, moving and and allowing the circulation, not just of the 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 blood, but the circulation of the lymph and yes. the circulation even of your energy, the circulation of energy. A lot of people don't realize you can have stagnant energy. Yes, please. If you if you have stagnant energy. And you're, you're piling on more energy from the foods that we eat. It, it, that is really at uh, the basic definition of what weight gain is. You're, you're not utilizing what you already have and you're taking on more. As a naturopath, one of the things I always, always, always love to, to share with clients and and participants of of the course is is that look the you know there's a a, an ancient scriptural text that says the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations and and so not only are we to make sure that we know what it is that we are eating, you know, ingesting and washing things off. We know that uh, our environment, there are all sorts of pollutants, but taking the responsibility to make sure that we make right choices, uh, to listen to your body, to know what it is that your body needs and, and is asking for. You know, some years ago, and when I say some years ago, not to try to tell my age, but, uh, you know, we, we used to eat according to the seasons. Yes. You know, there were certain fruits uh, and vegetables that came out in the spring. And then you didn't see those same fruits or vegetables in the fall or in the wintertime. And you switched and you ate what was available in that season. Yes. But now we have, you know, everything, everything in, season. In, in, in all season. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> you, you know, the, the thing about that is it, it, the creator designed that for a specific reason. And it is to keep us healthy yes. so that, you know, we're not getting too much of the same thing and then creating an imbalance in other areas. And so as the leaves are uh, uh, the, you know, for the healing of the nation, we, we have access to uh, natural uh, herbal supplements that, and most people don't realize that 
these natural herbal supplements have the same energetic structure of our uh, of some of our glands and our organs. Mm -hmm. And so even as we are taking responsibility to eat properly, uh, exercise, get adequate sleep and, and to make sure that we stay hydrated. And of course, like I said, washing our, our fruits and vegetables off. And, and even as you get older, limiting the amount of protein that you take in, but you also can uh, help to support your liver, uh, help to support your, your, your kidneys, help to support your heart, yeah. support your organs with taking the supplements when, when you know that, you know, you may not have done as well of a job with eating, you know, and, and, and taking in the proper nourishment that your body is actually needing. And so again, these supplements, the herbal supplements have the same energetic structure to help and aid in detoxing and supporting uh, our organs. Like the, like the liver, you can, you know, look up and investigate uh, and research Hawthorne or, or Burdock. Uh, these are excellent uh, energetic companions to our temple, you know, the organs that are in our temple, you know. And so uh, these are just some of the avenues that will help and aid us in healing and being responsible, being a good steward to maintenance our, our, our temple, our vehicle. Awesome. 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 Dr. Denar, just a couple more seconds. Okay. Earlier you spoke about your engagement with the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Tell us a bit more in our closing seconds, and then we close the program with the amazing Dr. Shannon Denard, the wellness ambassador. So tell us a bit more. I know you mentioned that earlier, but just for the next couple of seconds, tell us a bit more about your engagement and also the endorsement yes. and the recognition which you and your organization receive from the Center for Disease Control. Yes, we... Uh, for the last several years, uh, we have um, been blessed to receive letters of commendation from the Centers for Disease Control for the diabetes prevention program that we, we teach. And this is an evidence-based uh, program where we, you know, we have to uh, send in all of our stats for for all of the participants. This is the the progress of their weight and uh, the BMI, the body mass index, and so all of this is is looked at and scrutinized uh, by the Centers for Disease Control. And if we we make the cut per se, then you know they let us know, hey, look, you're doing a a fantastic job and we are not only congratulating you but we are acknowledging that this the program that you are are 
teaching and facilitating, it's working. It's working in the lives of the, the participants. And so this, this journey, should I say, uh, this was born out of um, a gift, and I call it a gift, that yes. my grandmother, her death gifted me this passion and this desire to make a change. Um, my grandmother was diagnosed with diabetes uh, in a time where there wasn't a lot of information. Uh, she went to the doctor and the doctor literally handed her a piece of paper and told her, eat this and don't eat that. Stay away wow. from this. And so there, again, my grandmother lived for 40 years as a diabetic and she passed away at the age of 80. And so uh, it, it, it touched my heart in such a profound way. Uh, and, and I've just allowed it to fuel my passion to share the education uh, yes. the information. And it, it just so happens that because of being profoundly touched and, uh, you know, by my grandmother and her, her journey, it, it just set me on a platform to uh, see change and that change and the success of what it was that I was doing, the success of my passion yes. was just simply recognized by uh, the Centers for Disease Control. And so that's how that came about. Uh, but my uh, most profound award or reward is the fact that I have been able to make a difference in people's lives through the education and letting them know, look, hey, you can do this. You can do this. This. Let's look at what it is that you're encountering. See where we can uh, help you make the changes. Let's set strategies and protocols. And then look, let's just do it. Let's just do it because it, it can be done. And, I, and I'm here to help. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's how we came about that. There you go. So congratulations on your your recognition and endorsement by the centers. You say centers for disease controls, CDC. We are so grateful for you. Dr. Shannon Dinard, you have done really well. And we are also happy for the legacy of your grandmother, although she, you said she had diabetes, but she lived until 80. And once again, we're, we're not saying to any of you out there that, that you're just going to do what you want and live how you want to, and that you're going to live until 80. Probably if, you know, your, your grandmother had some additional intervention, she probably would have lived to a next 15 to 20 years. So it is upon us, it is upon you to take care of the one and only you. Yes. So yes. before we go, Dr. Denard, I want you to tell us how we can get in touch with you by phone, by Facebook, via your web page. However, we can get in touch with the Wellness Ambassador and your amazing organization. Tell us how that can be done. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 
you can get in contact with us again we are the wellness embassy and wellness 360 institute we not only uh do diabetes courses but we also have other personal and professional uh curriculum that we we have on our site and the site is wellness embassy denard.org Again, that is wellnessembassydenard.org. And are there any telephone numbers, hotlines? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be area code 409-678-1530. And I think our country code is 011. Thank you so much, Dr. Denard. It has been an absolute pleasure and honor or privilege to have sat here with you as we spoke about health. I know we spoke about diabetes. Next time we'll speak about other areas of health, physical health, spiritual yeah. health, psychological health, mental health, but it has been an absolute honor. I thank you for taking time. I want to let the world know that you are an extremely busy wellness practitioner. <laughs> and, and just having this moment to be with you is a true honor and a privilege. So to the world, once again, we want to say to you the awesome esteemed Dr. Shannon Dinar, the wellness ambassador. We want to say thank you and we look forward to seeing you soon again. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. It has definitely been a pleasure to, to share this time with you and you, with the audience. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Wellness Warrior with the wellness ambassador, Dr. Shannon Denard. At the Wellness Embassy and Wellness 360 Institute, holistic medicine, science, psychology, and spirituality converge. To become a wellness warrior, follow us on Facebook and visit http colon forward slash forward slash www.wellnessembassydenard.org where you will be empowered to evolve.